Podcast Answer Man, episode number 195. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. That's our goal, and answering your questions on our voicemail feedback hotline is what I love to do most. Of course, uh, we've got five calls, I think, that have come in this week, and I'm going to give you an update on what's been going on with Plus Membership. That's right, my friends. We have plenty of questions today, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you what we're going to cover. We're going to talk about how long should it take to produce a single episode of a podcast. Um, We're going to talk about Twitter, and uh, or at least we're going to get a question about Twitter and how you can use that in your business. Uh, We're going to get a call here from Butch Gibson. Uh, He's trying to learn more faster, and we're going to give him some opportunity to do so and tell him how he can do that. Ian Westerman called in and, uh, well, I'll tell you what, that one's a special surprise. All right, and then we got Scott Gorman wants to know whether or not he can uh, go straight from his microphone into his processing gear and then into the mixer, or does he need to go ahead and get those uh, insert cables? And then, of course, you'll remember that a couple weeks ago, I told you that I was uh, contemplating a huge decision uh, about plus membership and, and I'm going to give you an update of, uh, you know, of course I've already told you what the decision was, I think two episodes ago, I'm going to share with you what the results are after making that decision, uh, just after the first month. And so I've got some interesting stats here that I want to read off to you. And so that's, what's going to be included in today's show. If that sounds interesting, stick around. If not tune in again next week, maybe I'll have something for you. All right, so here's the deal. We're going to start off the day right with our good friend Jonathan Nation, who recently started his own podcast called Starting Cube. And uh, here's Jonathan's question. I'm Jonathan Nation with StartingCube.com. Cliff, you've had a long, long experience doing podcasts, thousands of episodes. Just take the Weekly Lost podcast, which you did for seven seasons, I'm, my question is, how much time did each episode, on average, really take? And I want you to talk about two different time periods. Early on, when you were just starting, first few episodes of the Weekly Lost podcast or Journaling or My Crazy Life or the other shows you did at the beginning, and then compare it also to what you do today. So how long, including show prep, editing, post-production, uploading. And I know because you have a virtual assistant and staff and stuff like that today, include their time in it. Because for individuals, they're going to have to do it all. So how much time does it take to come up with the ideas for the show, generate the plan for the show, record the show, post-production the show, and post the show online? Thanks, Cliff. All right, Jonathan, thank you very much for calling in that question. And it's one that uh, hasn't been asked in a very long time, so I'm glad that you brought it up again. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that I'm going to give a lot of encouragement here to those of you who are brand new podcasters. 
Um, and, and why I say encouragement, because <clears throat> to be honest with you, a majority of podcasters out there make it to about their seventh episode before they finally give up. And I say a majority, I, I mean, like I'm talking out, out of my experience over the last five years. And, and I have a lot of experience with brand new podcasters. Um, I would say that about six or seven out of every 10 brand new podcasters give up either on or before their seventh podcast episode. In fact, I would say almost all podcasters who make it past their 10th episode usually continue on with a very successful show. And the difference between the people who stop at seven episodes or below and the people who make it to 10 episodes and beyond the really the only the, there is no difference into the the types of frustrations that they face in their in their podcasting journey uh, when it comes to audio editing woes and and uh, unequal audio levels, um, the the frustration of losing an episode here or there, and and all of the other things. Really, the, those two people, those two groups of people, experience the same trials and tribulations. It's just that the the ones who actually continue to make it beyond 10 episodes and beyond, uh, those folks are the ones who don't let the initial roadblocks and stumbling blocks get in the way. They press on through, and I will tell you, I don't know anybody out there today who, on their 40th episode, um, who is not producing their show in almost half the time as, as what they did their first five or six or seven episodes. But your question to me is whether or not, uh, you know, how much time do, do I spend on shows? I want to tell you the the Lost podcast that you mentioned. By the way, it was six seasons that the TV show was on, and I podcasted for five of those six seasons. Um, but uh, the question is, how much time did I spend on those earlier episodes? Let's just take, um, I would say probably around episode number four or five, when I really decided to get serious about the podcast because the first two or three episodes to be honest with you wasn't a whole lot of prep time put into it because it was just me really playing around just tinkering with the technology and when I found out that there was really an audience that was genuinely interested in what we had to share um, I, I took it a lot more seriously and so I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you like right around episode four through 15 and give you an idea of how much time those episodes took when it came to show preparation, and I am not exaggerating when I tell you this, when it came to show preparation for the weekly Lost podcast, I spent no less, and again, this is no exaggeration, no less than eight hours on show preparation. And that is nothing to do with setting up the equipment. That's nothing to do with any, that's just putting together a document that will outline all the information that I wanted to share. Now, TV, the, the Lost TV show was such that, you know, there was so much hidden clues and Easter eggs and, and all kinds of uh, mystery, mysterious kinds of uh, things that were elements that were brought into the show that it caused an entire uh, worldwide group of people in the, that numbered in the millions to hit the internet and and start discussing with one another on the forum all kinds of theories and posting screen captures to support you know different elements and and all kinds of uh, wonderful things were happening and what I would do is I would spend hours combing through 
and looking at what was being said online. And I would actually share, uh, I would actually copy and paste a lot of those conversations uh, over into my show notes. I would pull screen captures that people were sharing so that I could post those in the show notes. I mean, I was literally spending hour after hour after hour preparing for this podcast episode. And so if, now this is a major extreme and, and I'll I'll give you some some other of my other shows that are more commonplace. But the Lost Podcast, yeah, I would spend at least eight hours of show preparation per episode back in the early days. Then what would happen would be then we're talking, so if if we can add this up here, I'm gonna write down my little notes here. So we got we got eight. Um, so then after we have the eight hours of show preparation, now it's time to actually record the show. And back then we didn't record all of our shows live. We did a couple live shows and boy, live shows just added a lot of extra time to set up back in those days. But what, uh, what did take me a long time, even though we weren't doing live shows was the fact that I didn't have a podcast studio. Uh, There was no studio. There was just a bunch of equipment, a bunch of cables, a bunch of wires, and by the time that I finally got myself a mixer and some, you know, XLR, you know, microphones and, and uh, you know, had I was recording back into computer software back then. I was using one computer to record. I was using another computer to set to play audio clips like, you know, this right here. Um, hey, cool, you fixed. And then it's an interesting theory or. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. So, yeah, we would we would play all those audio clips off of one computer, and those that computer um, had to be adjusted to make sure that the audio levels of the sound coming from that computer, coming into the mixer, going into the recording computer was equal to my voice, and I actually had to set up the gear in these these computers in the living room or in the recording space. We had a folding table. I had to set that up every single week. And then when I was done, I would tear it all down because it was in, in the middle of our family room. And we had very, very, very young kids at the time that if I didn't tear it all down, you know, things would get played with. So, <coughs> excuse me. So basically what happened was um, I would probably spend another, let's say, two hours on setting everything up and getting the audio levels just right, doing a lot of sample recordings, playing it back, making sure it sounded okay. And uh, even back then, my audio wasn't all that great. But, you know, to get it as good as it was, it it did. It took about two hours. And, of course, that inc- that two hours includes, you know, me getting all the audio levels adjusted and set up just the way I want them and playing, you know, doing a bunch of sample recordings and and seeing everything was right. And then all of a sudden, I wouldn't actually have Stephanie or any other co-host come into the studio until it's time to record. And by the time they come in to record, it's time to record. And then the next thing I know, they come in and Stephanie's talking really silent and soft like this. And and our other co-host at the time, Rachel, she was just as loud as I was, but she was different volume level than me. And so I then even had to further adjust it. So all that two hours of setting up and everything um, includes everything into that. Now, when it came to the production of those early days of the Lost Podcast, we would actually record for two hours, uh, sometimes as much as three or four hours. But let's just say on average, we would record for two hours. And, and by the way, my show notes at the time, I used to print them out and give us all a copy. 
And my show notes were about eight to 10 pages thick. Uh, and I used very small print. I think I used like 10, you know, 10 point uh, print on on the Google Docs back then. Or I don't know if we used Google Docs. I probably used Microsoft Word or something. Anyway, so we now have eight hours for show prep, two hours for um, setting up the equipment, two hours for recording. And then, of course, I wanted to try to keep my podcast episodes about an hour or or so uh, or less. And at times I would let, you know, I would actually be editing them down and it's like, you know, they would go out as an hour and 20 minutes. But I would spend approximately three hours on average to do post-production, to do post-production. And then, of course, that post-production would include getting it on the web and, and posting the show notes and making sure all the image screen captures and stuff like that went on. So let's see here. that We're looking at a total of about 15 hours per episode of the Weekly Loss Podcast years ago. Now, let's go to, let's say, another podcast that I produced back then, which was like the My Crazy Life. That kind of came up. It's Today, that show is called Pursuing a Balanced Life. Um, that show uh, did not take very much show prep at all because, honestly, it was just one of those things where I just shared what was off the top of my head. And so there was little to no show prep at all. Um, when I came, when it came to recording those episodes, I didn't have to set up a lot of gear. I just took a little portable recorder and went out walking, or or sat down in my, you know, by that time I had a studio set up to, that was in off in a corner, and I could just speak into the microphone. So the the computers were all already set, the audio levels were already set. Nobody was allowed to touch anything in that corner, and so there really wasn't an equipment set up. And so let's just say the show was one hour in length. So you got one hour of production time. And then what happened was my editing on that show, I finally got to the point where I decided, you know what? I am not going to edit my shows anymore. I'm going to go live to hard drive. I'm going to just, whatever you whatever was recorded, that's what you get. There's a rare occasion over the last uh, 2,400 and some odd episodes that I've done uh, I would say probably about 80 or 90 of those shows have been edited where we cut out bits and pieces here and there. But for the most part, what I record is what gets sent out. And if I record for an hour and 10 minutes, it's an hour and 10 minutes. If I record for 17 minutes, it's 17 minutes. So, yeah. Um, and, and so basically, if I, let's just say this show was an hour in length. It was an hour. And then post-production back then, because I was still recording into a computer... And because I was still processing on very old computers and stuff like that, and then posting it to the you know web and all these other different things, and the way that I was actually posting it to the web, let's just say I spent about an hour in post production. So that's about two hours. Now here I am, you know, two thousand almost two thousand five hundred episodes into this thing, and I want to give you an example of this podcast today. How long does this show take me to prepare for? Well, uh, the first and foremost, I want to say thank you to everybody who calls in uh, at 859-795-4067 on our voicemail feedback hotline and calls in your questions. Or like Jonathan did, he recorded his on his own audio recorder or uh, software and, and then emailed it to as an attachment to feedback at gspn.tv. But the show prep here is is pretty easy. Now, I still spend... For this episode of Podcast Answer Man, I spend I, I probably spend about one hour of show prep. 
And by one hour show prep, that means I actually go into the feedback uh, inbox of gspn.tv. I download all the MP3 files that come in and the ones that are for Podcast Answer Man, I label them so. I listen to the questions. Some of them, kind of like Butch Gibson today, uh, called in a question. And uh, Butch, I hate to say it, but I did, I edited your uh, feedback down just a bit. And I I know Butch will understand why. Uh, But anyway, I edited it down quite a bit. And so there's a little bit of editing time on some of the audio feedback. Sometimes the audio levels just aren't right, and I have to amplify some of those audio levels or level them out. And so I do a little, you know, uh, editing and production and processing on some of the feedback that comes in. And then I label them and I put them in my show notes. I use Google Docs and I type in, you know, what the name of the person is that's calling in, what they're calling in about, and a little general overview of what I'm going to say in advance. Uh, if if I have something I'm going to say in advance, like for now, you guys probably wish I was actually going off of some notes here right now on this one because I've been talking about this one so long. But uh, this one here, I'm just talking off the top of my head and I find out that when I'm not going off of some pre-prepared uh, notes ahead of time, an outline of what I want to say, I actually ramble on quite a bit. So I should probably spend a little bit more time and and at times I do. Uh, but today, I'm not. And so I, I probably spent about an hour in pre-show preparation deciding what I was going to bring into this episode. I'm going to tell you about pre-show preparation for some of my other shows. Uh, let's take Social Media Serenity, for example. Now, I subscribe to a, uh, just a handful, a very short list of RSS feeds. And uh, I, I read stories that come through, and if it has to do with uh, technology uh, I'll put them over there in Business Tech Weekly or, uh, you know, I'll email them to myself for notes for Business Tech Weekly. If they have to do with uh, social networking stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll put them aside for uh, Social Media Serenity, another podcast that I do. Anyway, what I do on those and, and what I've decided to do from this point forward is that I'll read a story. If I think I'm going to include it and talk it in, talk about it in an episode of Social Media Serenity, I'll go to the new gspncommunity.com website. And I will post a topic there saying, hey, check this out. I read this story. Here's a link to the original story that I read. Here's a summary of what it is. Now talk amongst yourselves. And then what I can do is I can use their commentary that they've done in the community forum uh, and bring that kind of stuff into the show as well. And then, of course, I actually go into my show notes and I just add to the, to the list of topics that we're going to talk about what that topic is. And then I put a link in the show notes to that section in the forum. And that way, people who see our show notes, they can actually click on that and it'll take them to where they can discuss those topics with people in our GSPN community forum. Um, I would say that probably, and by the way, I also have co-hosts for a couple of my shows, like Business Tech Weekly, I have Andy Traub, uh, Social Media Serenity, I have um, Eric Fisher, and with uh, Help I Got a Mac, I got Chris Biting. You know, Balanced Living Weekly, I've got Father Roderick. And so I still personally spend about an hour in each of those shows in preparation, and my co-hosts also spend some time as well. But so we're talking about an hour of show prep. Now, we record between 30 minutes to an hour, but let's just say for an hour. And I don't do any editing on any of these shows. And so uh, post-production takes me about 15 minutes total. 
And let me explain to you what post-production is. I hit stop on my audio recorder. I drag and drop the file to my computer. Let's just assume that I'm doing it myself and my assistant's not doing it for me. Um, so basically, I drag and drop the file to my computer. I run it through Adobe Audition or open it up in Adobe Audition. I run one process called the multiband compressor with my secret sauce settings on there. And then I hit save to resave the file. I tag the file, giving it, you know, the metadata information with the artwork and, and some descriptive text. And then I upload it to Libsyn. And then I, you know, while that's uploading to Libsyn, I go over to the site. I copy and paste the show notes into a new post in WordPress. I choose the category, give it a title. Uh, and I, as soon as Libsyn is done uploading it, I type in the URL of the MP3 file into a, into the uh, PowerPress plugin that I'm using, hit verify, hit publish, and I'm done. That takes about 15 minutes for all of that. So we're talking a total of what used to take me somewhere between, you know, anywhere as little as much as, uh, you know, three, four, or five hours up to as much as eight hours. Now all of my shows take about two hours and 15 minutes total per episode. Uh, so th- hopefully that gives you an, an idea, a feeling. If your show was, in, in general terms, here's, here's my feeling. If you, have a, if you have a 10-minute podcast, then I think you should probably be spending about an hour to an hour and 30 minutes on that. If you have a 30-minute podcast, you should probably be spending about two hours or two and a half hours on that podcast. If you have an hour-long podcast, you should probably be spending a total of about two and a half, maybe three, or as much as three and a half hours on that podcast. So hopefully that gives you some some understanding there. But yeah, there's there's definitely, you can, do, you can go way overboard on show prep and setup and all that other stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I would say uh, the shortest time that I've ever spent on the production of a show is I can actually produce a show in under an hour. So if I wanted to, if I didn't have to do any show prep and I was just going to do an episode, let's just say I was really inspired to just record an episode of a topic that was just just came up off the top of my head. And I don't do any show prep for it. I just, it's like I'm inspired. I come down to the studio, I hit record on the recorder, and let's just say that's a 30-minute long episode and then I'm done, I will tell you that entire episode should not take me more than 45 minutes from beginning to end. That's recording the 30 minutes and then 15 minutes to process it to the website. So a 30-minute show without any show prep could take me as little as 45 minutes. But it's because I have some workflow and I've been doing this for a very long time that it, that, that I have some great processes in place and, and a wonderful workflow. And if you want to find out what that workflow is and exactly how I'm doing it, then I would recommend going over to podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup. And again, that's uh, podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup. And what that's going to do is it'll take you to a digital product that I created and it'll show you all the equipment that I use, exactly how I have all of that equipment hooked up. And not only that, but it will share with you my step-by-step, and I do mean step-by-step, personal workflow of going from the beginning, including all the software that I use to do everything from show prep to to all the way to producing every little aspect of the podcast, um, my complete workflow. And I think that's only $75. So again, that's over there at um, 
podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup. Hey, let's let's move on to our next call. And luckily, folks, I have some prepared responses to Richard and his question about Twitter. Richard? This is Richard Childs calling you from California, and I'm enjoying your GSTN uh, podcast that I'm listening to via iTunes. And uh, I just wanted to give you a call because I am a Twitter user, and I still don't completely get Twitter. And I thought it might be great to have a sort of in-depth four dummies look at Twitter on your show and a discussion about some of the uh, subtler aspects of Twitter. I know, for example, Guy Kawasaki was once asked, uh, would he give up his uh, cell phone for a week or would he give up his Twitter account? And he said, without doubt, he would give up his cell phone first because he could not maintain his business without Twitter. Um, I know you've talked about Twitter in the past, and as I say, I am a user, and I do uh, post to it regularly, but I would like to sort of get a greater understanding of how people use Twitter for business. So thank you again for the show, and if you need to look me up, you can visit me at rink.com, and that's R-I-N-C, and I look forward to checking out your further podcasts. Goodbye for now. All right, Richard, thank you very much for calling in your question about Twitter and how it can be useful for your business. Before I answer, I did want to ask, I wonder if Guy Kawasaki was asked, would if you had to make a choice between getting rid of all telephone communication, including, you know, a landline, you know, a phone line to your office or Twitter, which would you prefer? Because I'm wondering, you know, because cell phones, I mean, I don't need a cell phone. I I mean I do personally I I I wouldn't want to be without my cell phone but to be honest with you I yeah I I'd say Twitter's pretty darn important um but I think that if if it weren't for Twitter I could use other tools I could use Facebook I could there are other places that I could organize my brand around but I do know exactly what Guy Kawasaki is talking about and he's built businesses around Twitter so I think he I think he's behind the all top service and and some other things. So I think he's got just a little bit of a distorted view uh, for the overall person, and that he you know he actually has business businesses that are built upon that services. And my business here is not built upon uh, Twitter, but I certainly use Twitter as a platform for communicating and connecting with my audience. So it's it's very important to me. Now the thing is, is I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this question here in Podcast Answer Man because I have an entire podcast with uh, a ton of episodes. I, you know, almost we're getting, you know, we're quickly approaching a hundred episodes of Social Media Serenity. I think today we're recording episode number 76. So um, I want to encourage you to check out socialmediaserenity.com. Again, socialmediaserenity.com. Episode 71 I did with a friend of mine named... Actually, I'm going to tell you about two episodes that I did with a friend of mine. His name is Justin Lucas Savage. Now, my normal co-host for this show is Eric Fisher, but I had two episodes where I had my friend Justin, and he actually specializes in helping businesses use social media to, to build their brands and market their services. And so I'm going to tell you to check out episode 71, which is titled... Will social media help my business? And episode 57, which is the power of LinkedIn. Now, I know you specifically asked about Twitter. My suggestion is go to socialmediaserenity.com and subscribe to that podcast and listen to everything you can because it will help answer all of those questions that you have, Richard. 
And uh, of course, I'll put I'll put links to those particular episodes I did mention in the show notes over at podcastanswerman.com. Look for episode number 195, show notes. All right, the next one here is a question from Butch Gibson. Butch, take it away. My name is Butch Gibson. I'm calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm calling about the show Podcast Answer Man. I just got introduced to podcasts within the past three or four months or so since around Thanksgiving 2010. I kind of rediscovered my iPod uh, on some type of photography quest. It all started when I was trying to take some pictures. They turned out blurry, and I wanted to find out more, and I started searching for podcasts. And while searching for podcasts, I found uh, quite a few interesting ones, not necessarily twit, like you've mentioned, but twit this week in photography. I, I just listened to that show, and I really enjoy it. And I've heard quite a few shows, and that just kind of made me start thinking about, hey, maybe I could do my own podcast. Let me search for information about podcasts. Let me find podcasts about how to podcast. And that's how I stumbled upon your show. Long-winded kind of explanation. But the point of that is I have just been enjoying this additional opportunity to get some knowledge in in the type of job that I have that throughout the day I'm, I'm usually driving between various locations or I'm, I'm working on stuff where I don't have to use my... Uh, ears where I'm, I'm working with my hands and I'm, I'm just I can listen to a podcast so plus one on the audio versus video podcast I'm not always able to pay attention but the whole point of this is just that I'm enjoying it and I, I've just been excited and I've been trying to gather the information a little more quickly than it's been coming at me so I'm, I'm slowly listening to all the podcasts that you have out there starting with I think 190 something and working my way backwards and it's been a good time and a good journey. Keep up the good work. See you. All right. There we go. Butch, thank you so much for calling in. And I hope you don't mind that I edited that down quite a bit. Uh, but a couple of things that you pointed out. Number one, plus one for audio. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you, you are in the vast majority of the people that I've ever talked to about podcasting that that uh, enjoy you know do, listening to these things while they're riding in their car or driving in the car or uh, walking, jogging, at the gym, working out, um, doing gardening, whatever, you know, cleaning the house, all these other things that you can do, um, you know, data entry, all these other things. So, yeah, absolutely. And then as far as um, uh, the other thing I want to point out is that uh, congratulations for working yourself backwards through the archives. So if you're if you're out there listening to this and this is your first episode of Podcast Answer Man, you're like, man, I want to listen to all of these. Well, don't start with the earliest ones and move forward. Start with the latest ones just like Butch here and move your way backwards because there are things that I shared back in those early days of when I started this thing. Things have changed. And so uh, it, the only way you can protect yourself from you know making some uh, you know choices of things that are no longer applicable uh, is to, to listen on your way backwards through the archives. And it's like if you all of a sudden you come to episode number 62 and and it's like, wait a second, what Cliff's saying here, he's contradicted this in a later episode when he said he switched over to this, so I'm not going to follow this advice. So, Butch, good good for you for doing that. And uh, you said that, you know, you're trying to learn fast, you're trying to learn more faster is what you had, had said. Well, this is a perfect time for me to just mention that I am going to be doing a training course through the entire month of March, and it's going to be my podcasting A through Z Everything you could ever need to know about audio podcasting, I am going to be sharing it. This is the same thing. People have paid me like five two-hour sessions uh, for the, the, let's see, and then that's uh, a 
what is that? Is that fifteen hundred? Yeah, five two hour sessions is fifteen hundred dollars. So so basically in the, the entire month of March for eight hundred dollars, I am going to be sharing with with you all sorts of information. In fact, let me see if I can get the list here of all the different things I'll be sharing with you. Okay, so I have I have the list pulled up and I'm working on the marketing materials for this this week and uh, actually this weekend. Anyway, so here's basically what's going to be covered over the course of 5 weeks and this is I'm going to be devoting a majority of all of my time uh, into the group of people. There's going to be about 20 people. I, I, I'm hoping at least 20 people. There are four people signed up already and I haven't really mentioned anything other than just briefly saying something at the end of Podcast Answer Man. And a majority of Podcast Answer Man podcast, our, our audience is people who are already into podcasting. So uh, here, here's how it's going to work out. We're going to talk about the basics of podcasting. I'm going to explain how podcasting works. So I'm going to just share like a technical overview of how uh, an audio recording gets onto somebody's iPod. Uh, and we'll talk about the the different steps. So just the basics. I'm going to cover that right away. Uh, we're going to talk about how to decide what topic you should podcast about, how to identify who your target audience is. I'm going to give you methods for finding your target audience. I'm going to give you thoughts on naming your podcast uh, that'll help you gain uh, more, you know, choosing the right name and, and how it can help you gain a, a larger audience faster. Uh, choosing the right domain uh, for your web for your website. Also, the importance of your website and how to think about your website when it comes to the strategy of interacting and building a community around your uh, your podcast. I'm going to give you complete training on setting up WordPress for podcasting. And in fact, uh, included in this $800 course is my WordPress for podcasters training. That's a hundred dollar value right there. Um, and of course, that's going to help you to set up your hosting account. It's going to show you how to install WordPress, configure it for podcasting, adding an audio player to your site, how to submit your show to iTunes, BlackBerry, and Zune, how to put subscription links on your site. I mean, everything you need when it comes to setting up your WordPress website, even if you've never even touched WordPress before uh, and have no idea even what WordPress is. Uh, how to set up a podcast if you're using a free blogging service. That's something for those who who don't really want to have a hosting account and they're trying to you know just play around with this for a while. I'm going to show how to do that with a blogger account or maybe even a WordPress.com. Haven't decided. Maybe I'll show both. Um, guidance on the format of your podcast. We're going to talk about things to consider when you consider the length of your podcast, the frequency, how often you release your episodes. Uh, whether or not you should do a so, you know, thoughts on you know how to decide whether or not you want to do a solo podcast or have a co-hosted discussion show or an interview podcast. Uh, whether or not you sh- you might want to uh, bring in lo- you know the live element or do it pre-recorded. Uh, the the benefits of doing both. Uh, taking your show on a portable, you know, making your show portable, going and doing live shows out in the field. Choosing the right equipment for your podcast and how you can actually start with as little as $35 or you can actually have audio that sounds as good as the shows that I do and and some of the other shows out there that sound just as good as anything you hear on FM radio stations. Um, We'll give you complete equipment training on how to use a mixer and microphone placement and and techniques for not having popped peas and 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 also we're going to teach you how to record your audio. Um, the different solutions for recording your audio. We're going to teach you everything you need to know about editing your podcast, which, by the way, 
uh, we're for the for the equipment and stuff like that. There's going to be additional teaching from me, but you also will get the inside the studio tutorial, which is seventy five dollars. Uh, that's going to be included. So that that pro- product that I told you earlier, the whole podcasting uh, workflow and equipment setup, that that's all going to be included. So that's seventy five. But you're going to get additional training on you know everything you need to know about how a mixer works and some other things. And then uh, there's going to be uh, audio editing training. Uh, the people who sign up will have access to all three of my audio editing uh, tutorials. So you'll get a, a access to Audacity 101, uh, Adobe Audition 101. You also have access to um, GarageBand 101. So that's a total of $300 there. I'm, I'm losing track right now. I've, again, I don't have the marketing materials. I just have the list of what all I'm including. Uh, but anyway, so you're going to get all access to all three of those. Uh, you're going to get training on how to manage your MP3 files uh, as far as, you know, where do you host these things and how does Libsyn work and you're going to get a complete step-by-step tutorial on on that service and I probably will even try to figure out how to uh, give you a couple solutions for free MP3 podcast media host uh, um, hosting. So we'll include that as well in this training over the, uh, over the course of March. Uh, let's see here, complete podcast production workflow. Um, let's see, we'll do also training on how to promote your show. Uh, we're, we'll give you ideas how, how to get the word out. Uh, training on how to engage in relationships with your audience so you can learn how, you know, you know what is it that I've done, that what steps have I taken to create an online site and have, you know, almost 200 people sign up within the first two weeks of that site. Um, you know, what all steps have I taken over the la- course of the last couple of years to, to make that kind of stuff happen and to have the voicemail feedback hotline uh, flowing with calls. We're going to talk about building relationships with your audience, tips on how to build a community around your podcast so that so that people it, it's not just about you, but it's it's about plugging people in who share the passions about the topic for which you podcast about training methods for generating income from your podcasting. If that's something that you decide to do. Um, and not to mention the fact that there's going to be a plenty of opportunity there each week, there's going to be a minimum of one conference call with me to help answer any questions regarding anything that comes up that week. So, I mean, this, I'm telling you, this is going to be huge. It's only $800. And again, uh, to have the same information, actually there's more information that's going to be included during the five weeks of March that I do this group training course than you would ever get in five two-hour sessions with me. And um, in, in the month of March, I have reduced uh, drastically my consulting hours that will be available. Um, I will continue to produce and prepare for gspn.tv programming. I have a commitment to interact with my community on a daily basis, a minimum of one hour every day at gspncommunity.com. But I will tell you, every single business hour spent outside of those things will be spent on teaching, training, and interacting with the people who are are participating in my podcasting from A through Z online group training course. And again, this is during the entire month of March. And if you are interested, it's only $800. And you can email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com if you want to get signed up. Here's the other thing. If you sign up, 
even if you don't sign up, if you've maybe you're maybe you're one of my clients who has already purchased a ton of those products out there and and you already know the type of training and advice and coaching that I give and you trust in it immensely enough that you would want to um, you would want to tell your audience about uh, this opportunity to get this group training from me. Um, here's the deal. What I would ask you to do is please go ahead and promote this to your audience, to your network, to your community. And if anybody's interested, have them contact you via email. And then all I ask that you do is that you actually introduce me to that person via email. And just for, you know, just say, hey, Cliff, here I've CC'd so and so. They're interested in your, your March group training course. And I will take it from there. And here's the situation. If that person that you refer to me via email, if that person signs up for the course and they pay their $800 for the course, I will pay you $150 commission for each person you refer. And again, the, the process here of this of getting the commission is that you will be introducing me to that person via email and I'll take it from there. If they've expressed interest in you, I'll do all the job of, of sealing the deal and communicating and answering their questions about how things will work. And if they sign up and they pay for it, for each person that does, you'll get $150. And I plan on paying out those commissions during the first week of April. So there you go. Uh, I would love to have as many as people as possible. Uh, my goal is to have a minimum of 20 people for me to make this uh, worthwhile for me. Uh, the reason why is, I, again, I'm blocking out pretty much everything just to focus on these folks in March, and there's going to be a lot of preparation during the during the month of February, and not to mention the fact that I'm going to be away for 11 days on a cruise with Dan Miller speaking there, and uh, so... So yeah, this is what I've decided to do to to cover you know expenses here at GSPN and Podcast Answer Man, and and I'm very excited about it. Again, I've already got four people signed up and paid. It is a, it's going to be a blast. So there you go. That is an opportunity to learn things faster. We're now going to move on to Ian Westerman. Ian, take it away, my friend. Hey, Cliff. This is Ian, host of the Essential Tennis Podcast number one tennis podcast on iTunes, and I want to give you some highs and lows. Something my wife and I used to do is we would give each other our highs and lows for the day or, or for the week, the high points and the low point. And I've got some podcasting highs and lows for you that I, I think are both good information for your listeners. First of all, something that we had a back and forth about previously was recording directly in the software, something that you're not a fan of. And I have continued to do, even against your recommendations. I know that you very much prefer recording into an audio recorder. And I've had no problem recording 150 episodes of my podcast, plus countless other interviews, until today. And I just had to record twice my podcast episode for this week, and GarageBand is just completely dumping my audio files right now. And I've been doing some Google searches. Apparently, this is a big, like really common problem. And I guess I've just been lucky up until this point. And I, I know you would love for me to tell you you're right. And that's what I'm doing. You're, you were right, Cliff. <laughs> so apparently, after recording an episode or a clip, every time I save a project 
GarageBand is just del- completely erasing from my computer the audio when I save. How ridiculous is that? When I save is when I lose the files. And so I'm really frustrated by this and really kind of upset. And I'm going to have to figure out what to do now moving forwards. Um, trying to, starting to record directly into a recorder means I'm going to have to totally change my workflow. But I guess if I want the stability, I might, I might have to do that. So I guess I, sh- I should have listened to you, Cliff, but I had done so many episodes already with no problems. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you I'm now starting to experience problems. So I'm sure your listeners might like to hear that. And I'm sure you might like to hear that as well. Now, hi is, uh, I know you're a fan of Heil. I am as well. I use the PR40, which I purchased from you. I also purchased a PL, let's see, what is it? A PL2T topless boom, overhead boom, I believe they call it. And I got it in the mail and it wouldn't stay up that the mic would sink immediately after trying to raise it to a comfortable level. I emailed Heil. I actually called them, talked to a real person. He told me to email him a video of it happening, which I did. And an hour later, Bob Heil personally emailed me and said, Ian, I'm sorry you're having problems. We'll send you a new one. I got a new one in the mail. It works perfectly, all at no cost to me. And I just customer service like that, I love. And uh, the new boom is working great. And of, of course, the PR40, as always, is working great. So I'm just really impressed by the service I got by Heil. And uh, I'm really happy that I went with your suggestion on Heil. <laughs> Maybe I should uh, get smart and uh, go with your suggestion on how to record my podcast as well. All right, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Sorry, maybe this was a little bit long, but thank you so much for your show, Cliff. Good luck with your new uh, community, and I hope things continue to go well for you. Take care. Ian, thank you so much. And I'm not going to say I told you so, um, but yes, absolutely, you know, folks, listen to this. And, and of course, those of you who have been listening for the last, I don't know, maybe the last 8, 10, 15 episodes, you may recall when Ian called in and he left a similar length uh, podcast epi- or uh, podcast recording for or feedback for the podcast recording where he had gone on and on about the fact that, yes, Cliff, I completely understand where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, I want to let you know, I've got well over 100 episodes. Never have I experienced a single problem, and it just works for me. I'm not arguing with you, but just want to let you know there are some of us out there who don't have an ex- who have never experienced a single problem. And so here we have uh, this episode, and, uh, you know, I, to- I told Ian um, back then that you haven't had an experience, you haven't had a-, a bad experience yet. Uh, and that there is a, and I told, I did say boldly, I said, you know, there is a 100% chance that you will eventually lose an episode or two or three or four if you continue to record into your computer. Um, you know, and, and, and so he, now he's called back and he says, I'm, I'm frustrated and I'm very upset. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry uh, Ian, that, that you're, you're facing that. But, uh, my recommendation would be that you, uh, take, uh, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup. And I think it's $75 for that product. Um, it will show you exactly my layout of exactly everything that I do, my complete workflow. And if you follow that, uh, I can tell you right now, the potential of losing your podcast episodes is uh, the potential for me so far. I've lost one podcast episode in more than 1,500 episodes there. 
So, and of course, the only reason I did that is because I had uh, more than 1,500 recordings on an SD card, you know, take, you know, recording, deleting, recording, deleting, record. I wore out the SD card. So, my recommendation is that, um, you know, you get an Adderall recorder or some other digital audio recorder, but I, I personally, I recommend the Adderall, really, honestly, I do. Um, and... Uh, record through that process, and you will find that it's it's very reliable. And uh, Bob Heil does rock. He is, you know, it's I, I love the Heil microphone. I love the Heil equipment that's the accessories for it. Um, and Bob Heil and his company, they are true American company, a, a true American company that believes in customer service and support, and they are there for you if you need them. Uh, so thank you for sharing that as well. Um, oh, by the way, in the chat room uh, earlier, while we were talking about uh, the you know the people who do a podcast and then kind of give up, he says he asked, "Are we the exception in Cliff's terms of in terms of Cliff's clients?" He says he's got to believe that Cliff's clients and podcast answer man listeners have a better success rate than you know than what the average person does. And I will tell you that uh, my success rate with my clients are. Uh, are better, but believe it or not, it, it it's not. I mean, if you can, it depends on who you're talking about. If for the clients who have had me, who have hired me for like the four or five two hour class, uh, the four or five two hour sessions with me, uh, if we were to look at only those clients, I will tell you that about nine out of every ten of those clients are still podcasting today. And yes, they did make it past their 10th episode. They made it past their 50th episode. Um, you know, and of course, or the ones that have done so, you know, within the last two or three months are well on their way. Um, now, when it comes to my overall clients, and I'm talking about the people who say, you know what, I I just, you know, got into podcasting, but I'm running into problems. I can't get my RSS feed to do this properly. And my audio just sounds horrible. I read this book and I've been trying to do it and it's not working out. Well, I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients that I've helped who have hired me for just one hour or just two hours. And those people who needed help getting launched, I've successfully helped them 100% of everybody who's ever hired me, I've successfully got them all launched and and working uh, in, in the right direction, everything functioning properly. And I will tell you, the statistics on just those people are exactly the same, uh, that, that a majority of them never make it past episode number seven. Um, when people hire me one-on-one on an ongoing basis, uh, what they get from me is a realistic expectation of what's to come. Uh, so I think that the reason why people, when they hire me one-on-one and they get my coaching and not just my consulting, but they get my coaching, I think they have a better understanding of what's ahead of them and they're prepared for the obstacles that are going to come their way. And there's, there's no doubt if you're just now starting a podcast, there are going to be obstacles and, and there are certain ones I can tell you that are going to come. And, uh, a lot of people, you know, again, those clients who just hire me and say, you know, I just need a little bit of help to get to this part. And they don't really care about, you know, the coaching. They just want the consulting to get that done. Uh, you know, those people aren't, aren't prepared for some of the negative critical feedback that's going to come. They're not prepared for, you know, the three hours of audio editing through Audacity. And they're not prepared for, you know, the, you know their, their artwork not showing up for two weeks in iTunes. They're not, wor- they're not prepared for a lot of things. And so they just figure it's too much work and they give up. And uh, so, yeah. Anyway, my, my, my guess is that the people who join my five-week course in March 
I would, if I had to guess, I'm going to say that probably eight or nine out of every 10 people uh, will probably produce at least 50 podcast episodes. Uh, and I feel pretty confident in that. And and yeah, that, that means that, yeah, is there going to be about two or as many as four people who will pay me $800 and they'll record seven episodes or less? Yeah, there's going to be some people who do that too. And I hate that. And I'm going to do everything in my possible to not do that. But I just know statistically speaking, that's just how things work out. But uh, my goal and my desire will be to help every single person to the best of my ability all through the month of March. And so if you guys are into that, uh, let me know. Hey, Scott Gorman called in and very short feedback from him or question from him. And here's what he has to say. Hey, Cliff, what process do you think is the best setup? Microphone to processor and then to mixing board or microphone to mixing board attaching insert cables for a send to the processor and a return back to the mixing board? Thanks a lot. All right, Scott, thank you for your call. And it depends on what processing equipment you're talking about. If you're talking about it like a Behringer MDX 4600 compressor limiter gate, you do not, and I must stress this, you must not go from your microphone straight into the input of the processor and then go from the output of that into the XLR input um, of your mixer because you have to have a preamp. Uh, if now the thing is, is with your even with my dynamic microphone, uh, is there the possibility that that compressor limiter gate's going to pull the audio from the mic? Yes, but you're going to hear a <laughs> static in there because you're going to have to be gaining up or amplifying that signal coming from the processor so loud to even be able to hear what's coming in from the mic. You're going to just it, it you're going to be coming in at um uh at, at anyway. The thing is, is you need to amplify the signal coming from your mic. So to answer your question, um, by the way, some processing equipment, there are a lot of processing equipment, uh, pieces of equipment out there that have preamps out there. Or if you have a like a rack set up, you can actually get a preamp. You can actually get a straight preamp. And so if you was going, if you were going into, let's just say, uh, your Heil microphone, for example, and you went then straight into your preamp, and then you went out of the preamp into the processing uh, compressor limiter gate, and then you would go in, I would actually go into one of the line in ports on your mixer, because then uh, you are, you, you've got the right chain going. But if, you're, if you have one of my equipment setups, um, then what you would wanna do is you would wanna go your microphone into your XLR port on your mixer, and then you wanna take an insert cable uh, that plugs into the insert port on the back of your machine or mix, back of your mixer and you want to take the um, the send portion of that cable will go into your processing equipment's input and then you take the return and plug that into the output and what happens is as soon as you plug that insert cable in it's kind of like what's going on is the your your voice is going in through your microphone into the cable that goes into your XLR port and then the mixer sends the audio immediately out that insert cable into your processing equipment, then it gets processed, and then the return portion of that cable brings it back into your mixer, and then your mixers and stuff like that. So um, I hope that helps. If you ha- if your processing equipment has a preamp built in, you're good to go straight to the processing equipment. If it does not, you will want to plug into your mixer 
and then come out the insert ports. All right, so I hope that helps you. And uh, one last thing I want to let you know here in this episode of Podcast Answer Man is an update on Plus Membership. You'll remember um, I shared that I was giving away all my content available for free. It was something I felt led to do to to make my the content that we produce at gspn.tv available to the largest number of people possible. Something I really just felt to trust God on on the income portion of things. We we felt like um, I felt as though that uh, a majority of the people who were plus members were really there to support the content and the time and energy and effort and attention that I put into putting these shows out on a weekly basis. By the way, if you're listening to Podcast Answer Man and this is the only show you listen to, uh, check out gspn.tv/shows because uh, we I produce somewhere between eight to 15 podcast episodes every single week here. So we put out a lot of content and we believe it's all very entertaining. We believe it's extremely educational, uh, very encouraging, and hopefully inspirational. And we believe a lot of people believe in the content that we're putting out here. And I felt as though if we were to give it all away for free, there would still be a core group of people out there that would be willing to contribute to keep this stuff going. So here's the update. This is what's happened, by the way. And I'm going to go ahead and start the music so that I can force myself to quit within the next three minutes and 30 seconds. So hit this music right here. Here's the deal. So far, this is this is what's happened during the month of January 2011 since we announced this. So far, 20 people have canceled their gspn.tv plus membership. All right. I expected this completely. Uh, it was not a shock to me. Four people who were paying $10 a month for their monthly plus membership lowered their amounts down to $5 a month. So four people who were paying $10 since we offered a lower amount, they did reduce it. 10 people actually signed up as new contributors. So they actually signed, that's 10 people who signed up as new monthly contribution subscriptions. The overall total monthly impact on during the month you know during this first month of this new change is that we are now our monthly income that we can bank on because of subscriptions we are down $129 per month okay which is exactly in line i i suspected it would be about a 10% decrease and it has turned out to be pretty much exactly that amount so we're down $129 per month on monthly support that's coming in from the community however we've added the you know a a focus on you can make one-time contributions of any amount and 20 people have made one-time contributions during the month of january which totaled 388 dollars and 55 cents so technically speaking january 2011 brought in more income from plus membership than any of the months prior so there you go uh, it, it really confirmed a lot of things for me. Interesting uh, thing, though, four people did sign up for Plus Membership with a single $1 contribution, and they are a Plus member for life under the, the new guidelines. It doesn't bother me at all, but uh, I found it interesting that they did actually go through and contribute just $1. Um, anyway, we added a total of 33 new Plus members in 2011. Of course, like I said, 10 of those people signed up for monthly con- contributions, that's 23 people who signed up as a brand new Plus member with a one-time contribution of at least $1. Uh, so with all the changes to Plus membership, uh, you know, 
where everyone contributed, a, you know, at least a dollar. Everything is is to the point to where now we have 467 people who are considered plus members. Um, so yeah, I'm looking here at the rest of my notes. Uh, you know, the thing is, the big thing is, is I suspect that my monthly total will still go down just a little bit in in uh, in February uh, from subscriptions. But my feeling is that. Uh, by March, we should see more new subscriptions than those that are canceled. And overall, I think probably by June, July, uh, it things are going to turn out to where this is actually going to be confirmed that this was the right decision. Hey, folks, thanks for taking a look at our community here at GSPN.TV. If you haven't done so already, go over to GSPNCommunity.com. Until next time, join the community.